Hey, Len. What's going on? How are you? Doing good. How you doing? Doing okay. I'm looking dark, aren't I? Motor light is pretty good. I mean, yeah, it seems on my end it looks dark, but if you think it looks good, you're the producer, director, and everything else. So <laughs> if you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah, it looks good. Good, good, good. So here we are. It is April, my gosh, 26th? Right? Yes. Yeah. Almost, Almost a minute. minute. And I'm freezing. I'm wearing like this heavy thing today. It's a little chilly in my house. I mean, we turned off the heat uh, yes. a few weeks ago. So just, you know, making it happen. Just making it happen. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you have enough news today or what? Or you weren't paying attention. You're waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a little bit that's going on. Yeah. Like what what plane, have you heard? Plane crash. A plane crash somewhere. Uh, I think everybody died on the plane crash. I don't know where, though. That one where they were doing the trick? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the FAA is investigating that. It's like they were both flying and trying to do this thing and... Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that going on. A lot of that going on. But, Stocks uh, are going up and down. Woof. Yeah, I haven't checked uh, probably in about, excuse me, four or five hours. But, yeah... Tough times on Wall Street like right now. It's uh, why you want to have what's called a diverse portfolio. You know, you want to have your money in a lot of different kinds of things so that, you know, when stocks are down, bonds usually go up. So if you got a little bit of bond action, you're not doing great, but you're doing better. Yeah. So, yeah. Wall Street's been crazy. I think it uh, uh, the averages plummeted yesterday, but ended in the green but then today i think they ended up in the red it's you know a lot of stuff about interest rates obviously uh, what we're going to be talking about coming up here some of the other big headlines right now are certainly uh getting folks attention and having people take their money out of stocks the other thing is that the federal reserve is raising interest rates and so what's happening now is that banks are paying more not a lot more yet i mean you know one two percent but it's going to keep going up for savings accounts of different types, you know, ones where probably your money's locked down for quite a while. You may not want to do that being a young guy like yourself, but you know, you get people in their seventies and eighties who just want to preserve what money they have and maybe make a little bit of scratch, you know, one, two, three, four percent sounds great. Yeah. So uh, people are moving into that. Um, people are moving out of other stocks that might've been paying dividends, but not as high as the rates you might get from a bank. So that's, Part of what's going on, I guess, if we want to go with the Wall Street theme, there's two other big Wall Street stories today I was planning to tell you, but I'll move them up in the rundown. Um, okay. Number one, you probably heard about Twitter, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Good. It's a big thing right now. You, yeah. I think it's a 44, 45, 46 billion with a B. He's paying out of his own money. Well, sort of. I believe that some of the money's guaranteed by somebody. I think it's Wall Street folks. What do you think of the whole thing? It's going to take That's the company crazy. private. Yeah. Are you comfortable with that? Um, as long as it doesn't mess things up. I think that's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Twitter is an interesting story because it um, debuted, I'm guessing, what, 10, 15 years ago. And the stock, I think, debuted about a little less than 10 years ago. And it opened around 45. 
Uh, it quickly went down all the way into, I think, the 20s, maybe even the upper teens. Um, but then this past summer, it was as high as uh, the 70s at one point. So people who still own the stock and this deal goes through, they're going to lose like $10, $20 per share. Oh, obviously, wow. some folks will make some money because I believe the share price agreed to was in the 50s, somewhere in there, like $54 per share maybe. The bigger question, of course, is should the richest person in the world be owning this public square? Um, you know, he says he's going to democratize it more and have more voices heard. We'll see. I don't know. You know hopefully. Well, hopefully. I mean, Twitter's, Twitter's a funny place. Like, you know, as a journalist, I have to think through all these things because social media is one of the many ways that we communicate with our viewers and our readers. So, you know, we've got obviously broadcast, but I doubt go Rome is sitting down and watching the news at six o'clock every night. Right. Sometimes, sometimes. All right. I'm impressed. Um, yeah. It's no, no knock on you. It's just that appointment television is pretty much bye-bye. You know, people aren't going to sit and wait for the news when you can get it on your phone. Right. So, um, you know, you, you have to ask yourself questions just in terms of how people get news. And this is certainly a way through Twitter. Um, and if it's going to be controlled by one person, I don't know. Um, you can make counter arguments, certainly. I mean, you know, NBC is owned by a big corporation, but it's a board of directors and they're responsible to shareholders. And that plays a big role in what they do. But if you just have one rich dude who owns the whole thing, he could have it do whatever he wants. Um, and it doesn't matter. It's his money. Of course, people don't have to go there also. Right. Uh, Twitter tends to be a place that you get a lot of um, influencers like yourself, a lot of um, you know government people, and a lot of journalists tend to be the three things. So that's when I say you got to know your platforms. Broadcast TV is one thing. Twitter, you know, you're hitting a different subset. Facebook is a different one. Uh, Instagram clearly is younger. Snapchat, even younger than that. TikTok, even younger than that. <laughs> so um, I, I think personally, one of the keys as a journalist is to, um, you know, watch um, and participate in all the different kinds of social media because you're going to have people that that's the only way that they get to you. So, um, you know, uh, you gotta be on all these platforms and it'll be a real shame if Twitter, uh, ends up, you know, getting worse. I mean, it needs help. It's not a lot of times when you go there, there's just a lot of nastiness, a lot of negativism, a lot of bullying. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for work, I'll go on there and I post things because there's people who want to know what I'm doing and that's the way, that they follow us. And, you know, they just, sometimes I'll be putting out things about stories that uh, our unit has coming up, whether it's by me or by any of my coworkers. And it's a good way to spread the word. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's all that going on. There's also news as far as wall street with Amazon. This was a later story today. It was, I would say in the second half, maybe even the second half of the afternoon. Remember that huge tornado out in like Kentucky, right around Christmas time it yeah. killed all those people in the factory. So yeah. uh, OSHA came out with its report 
and it didn't it didn't cite uh, Amazon with any violations. But for example, they said that the workers were supposed to be on one part of the building, and the ones that were killed were in the total opposite. They were on like the south end of the building when they need to be on the north end, or vice versa. I can't remember. The other wow. thing in the report was that there was a megaphone but it was actually sealed up like in a locked cabinet. So no one could get it to communicate with the workers. And so literally the managers had to go worker to worker one by one. And this, you've seen Amazon factories, right? They're massive. Huge. Um, right. So think about that. How screwed up is that? So, but you know, Amazon put out statements, well, they didn't whack us for any violations and we're constantly trying to get better every day. <laughs> okay. But you did have six people die. So yeah, some interesting yeah. corporate America news today, huh? Let's see, what else do we got? Yeah, and I'll continue on the negativity track here. It's not all negative, don't worry. But okay. um, Ukraine, bad, bad, bad. You know, everything going on with Ukraine and Russia. There's not a lot of good news today. Um, the defense minister, Lavrov, for Russia, you know, they're getting real angry because you probably heard that our defense secretary and our secretary of state actually traveled to Kiev uh, over the weekend. And so, you know, that's really embarrassing to Russia on a number of fronts because A, they got in, um, and B, it clearly shows that uh, the Ukrainians have some level of control over at least part of their country. Um, to the, you know, since they're able to host two of the most senior people in the United States government. Uh, in fact, the Russians are reported to have been bombing train stations because I guess that's how the uh, Secretary of State and the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and uh, Tony Bl Anthony Blinken got in there um, was by trains. And so five different train uh, stations in Ukraine were bombed by Russians, wow. allegedly. That's what NBC is reporting. Um, but they survived that. But the Russians, of course, are very angry. This is very embarrassing to them. And I guess that uh, the defense minister for Russia, Sergei, Sergei Lavrov, got on um, or did an interview, gave an interview with Western press and just basically said, you know, you need to not underestimate us in terms of a nuclear threat here and starting World War Three. And specifically, they were talking about um, or he was talking about. Uh, how the United States just announced, I think it was 800 billion of aid or million, billion, million. Don't remember, but it was a lot. <laughs> Maybe it was 800 million. Um, 800, 800 billion would be really crazy. That would be, yeah, it was 800 million, but it was a lot of aid, you know, javelins. Um, also uh, these really interesting, I think you and I talked about the last program you had uh, with me on it, uh, the switchblades, which are like these kamikaze drones. Yeah. that are taking out all kinds of Russian aircraft and stuff like that, or uh, tanks. So that's all going on. Um, then there's also word today that uh, Vladimir Putin may be ill. It sounds like speculation to me and wishful thinking, but there's been some video that's come out of Russia where he's holding a table and there's some speculation that maybe he's got Parkinson's because he didn't want people to see his hand shaking. We'll see. Other people say, you know, he's off his rocker. Um, there was an uh, oligarch today who came out uh, in an interview on NBC News with the, their investigative correspondent, Tom Winter, 
who had been trying to talk with him for like years. And he went and spoke against Putin and basically said, you know, you're going to lose. You better, you should, you know, fold your cards right now. Um, but he's been in this guy's, you know, half of the story was just basically telling the story about how the federal government in America is going after him for tax yeah. uh, issues and all kinds of other stuff. So he's got a, a at least an apparent checkered pass there. But uh, it was an interesting interview all the same, because, I mean, he knows or knew Putin to some degree. And let's see. Oh, other big news. This is late breaking, too, is that Russia has cut off natural gas to Poland and Bulgaria. You know, this has been one of the uh, big issues in this whole conflict is that Russia was smart in that, you know, they supply uh, natural gas and oil to numerous European countries. And they knew that they sort of had them over a barrel a little bit, no pun intended, uh, with siding with NATO and the other Western countries who are condemning what Russia is doing in Ukraine because they got them by the short hairs because, you know, they need Russian natural gas and oil. And so Poland was one of the ones, obviously, who's been helping Ukraine just uh, in a ridiculous amount. Uh, I would say what they've been doing is a very good thing. Uh, however, certainly the Russians aren't happy about it. And so they said, as of tomorrow, they're cutting them off. Now, the reason isn't retribution. The reason is because they refuse to pay in rubles, which is the Russian form of currency. The Russians, you know, just don't have access to other kinds of money and they need rubles because that's all that they can spend in exchange in right now. And so uh, Poland has said this is a breach of contract, but it's not going to matter. But here's the rub. According to some estimates, Poland gets 45% of its natural gas from Russia. But of course, another however for me. <laughs> they, in the last year, have been building a liquefied natural gas terminal um, on one of their port cities. So they say they're ready and no one's going to go without natural gas, you know, as they're winding down the, uh, the spring there, which is probably as cold, if not colder than here. So some big, and I think uh, Bulgaria is also in this mess too. So we'll see. Not good there. We'll not see. good. Um, more not good news. We'll get to some good news. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> COVID. Holy crow. So, it hasn't gotten better since the last time you and I talked in Connecticut. It's around 8%. Seems like everybody who went on that spring uh, spring break trip to Florida, a lot of folks came back and are not well. I mean, I know of a number of people that work in schools, teachers, students, are you know, not, you know, anything more than 4 or 5%. Uh, the state's positivity rate, rolling rate is around 8%, like I said. But um, I know one school pretty well. <laughs> where there's like 16 parents and teachers over in Avon uh, that got published today. Um, another school district uh, east of the river near where I live here um, has had a few situations like this as well. So I think people are getting a little nervous, but you know, no one's wearing masks. So yeah. uh, you're, you're going to have this. The good news though is hospitalizations are up a little, but not really horrible. Deaths are down. This is actually not the sub-variant of Omicron. This is actually a variant of the sub-variant. That's what I heard on CNBC today. And they say it's responsible for most of the new cases. Um, and it's highly, highly contagious. But 
doesn't seem to be doing much to us. So uh, I called my doctor and he told me just because of my age that I needed to get the booster. So I got it yesterday. I'm feeling okay today. I'm a little tired. That's about it. But I'm always tired, Rome. So <laughs> I just don't stop. Your arm's not sore? No. No, just tired. Just a little tired. But it could be work. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah. Let's see what else is cooking. All right, so here's an interesting story. NBC reporting tonight that Harvard uh, has acknowledged that a lot of the funding that it has or a lot of the way that, you know, the institution was built was through the support of people who, um, you know, had slaves. And so it is at least making a beginning move to try to make amends with, you know, our country's black Americans. And so what they're talking about doing is not reparations. Um, however, they're going to set aside $100 million uh, for more scholarships for African-Americans um, also, or black Americans, excuse me. Um, also, um, just other programs to try to, uh, you know, wrong some of the rights. There's going to be uh, much stronger partnerships with the historic black colleges and universities, all kinds of things like that. Um, and I know they spoke with one member, well, not one member, they spoke with a, a black gentleman who I think it was his father was one of the people who was a slave or something that um, maybe an indentured servant, I'm not sure that um, worked for one of the biggest donors or something to that effect from Harvard. And he said, this is good, but it's a start. Um, yeah. It's interesting, interesting story um, and hopeful. So I told you I'd give you some good stuff. Um, <laughs> let's see a uh, little more local. I'll even go more local in uh, West Haven. Have you heard about this crazy stuff going on? I think so. Yeah. I yeah, was watching the whole on West Haven this morning. Thank you, sir. Thank you for watching news. Even if it's not NBC, we just want, you know, young men like you, you got to watch the news. Got to stay informed. So bottom line is uh, <laughs> West Haven is a mess. Uh, they've had a scandal where someone who worked for city hall and is also was also a state representative uh, was embezzling and it was COVID money. And there's all these concerns that the mayor just doesn't have a handle on this. There was a vote of no confidence. Uh, there was one meeting recently where she just didn't show up. Maybe she had a good reason. I don't know. Um, but she was there last night and said, she's not resigning. The state's also looking at taking over more of the uh, town's finances. We'll see. Uh, but another interesting development there in West Haven. And then I'll leave you with, well, three things, three things. I haven't tried the coffee yet. Okay. I did listen to Gorilla Toss. Okay. I, I got to admit, not my favorite. Not, I didn't dislike it, but it was just like, okay. You know, I'm just being honest. I have yeah. a feeling that I'm going to really like that coconut coffee, iced coffee with five sugars and two creams. I'm also pretty confident you probably didn't like the black coffee if you tried it. I didn't try it yet, but tomorrow I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to hear yeah. about that. And I'll just leave okay. you with two, uh, two plugs. Uh, I got them. So last weekend, more great news. We debuted 
our investigative special. I think you retweeted it. Thank you very much for that. I think CT updates did. Yeah. Um, that is a big deal um, that we got to do that. We have a fantastic staff of reporters and photographers and producers, and we've never had an opportunity to really showcase our work in one half hour show. And so we did that Sunday right after meet the press and you can go, well, I tell your viewers to go to your Twitter feed and they can click on, oh, and they can, <laughs> and they can click on the link to our special if they'd like to watch it. But what's really neat was, uh, and being that, you know, you were one of my students at one point, I can speak to you in this TV language. Um, you know, it was really cool getting to put together, not just a, a program, but to sort of design how it looked and how it felt. And so one of the things we talked about was how, you know, so much of the news you see, it's all on set and it's the dude with the tie and all that. And that's fine. Um, but we wanted to take it out of the studio. So, you know, how we always do anchor intros to packages. That's what a news story is called for people who aren't wrong. <laughs> um, but the anchor intros to packages are usually on the set, right? You did it yeah. at Connecticut School Broadcasting with me. Didn't do that. We took it out in the field. And so we pre-taped all these, like I, you know, one of our reporters, Kyle Jones, did a story about uh, fire hydrants in New Haven and how they're having problems repairing them. It was an investigation. And so I went down and I did the intro to her story in front of a fire hydrant, you know, <laughs> and then I did another story about ambulance response times that our reporter Shannon Miller did. And I did that in front of a, a whole bay of ambulances. And then, you know, we had another story about a scam with those, you know, those air tags you can get, how people, you, know, you can track your phone and people are doing bad things with it and they're tracking ex-boyfriends and girlfriends and all kinds of cray cray. Yeah. Well, anyway, so she, I did, she did a big story on it. And so like I walked up to a truck that she was in and she goes, yeah, they can have air tags and vehicles just like this, you know? So bottom line is we took it out of the studio, which I know as a TV person, you can appreciate. It was something different, you know, is it really a, a different way to do it? So I hope that, uh, you know, some of your viewer, your viewers whew, can't talk. I mean, not a beer yet. <laughs> anyway, um, Hope that some of your viewers could check that out. And we got more stuff. Um, I can't tell you everything, but I'll tell you a little bit. On Thursday night, the plan, I, I'll never say it's going to happen until it happens because investigations uh, are very touchy sometimes. Um, but we have an investigation that we are hoping to air 11 o'clock Thursday night. It's essentially about a private school and how it, it depends on your opinion. You know, we lay out all the facts, but um, it appears that they may not have informed their uh, school community about some pretty troubling incidents as quickly as they could have. Um, and it's troubling uh, in terms of the incidents. And certainly there are questions about uh, did the school let parents know with more immediacy about some of these issues? So check that out. 11 o'clock on thursday that's all i got man all right i'll check it out all right well good seeing you glad you're back up and running you we'll too. see you know we'll see you in a week yep see you next week all right thanks rome be well man all right